Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm excited to share your inspiring and heartfelt minimalist lifestyle stories. I recently asked you on the pod and on our social pages to write us about how living a minimalist lifestyle has improved your life for the better. And today, I'm excited to share your responses. As you may know, the benefits that come from living a minimalist lifestyle go well beyond having less stuff and keeping an organized home. There are several areas of clutter, including physical, mental, emotional, digital, spiritual, and relational. And your messages today touch on many of these areas of excess. For me, living simply has made it easier for me to let go of excess things. It's helped me manage my time with better intention, and it's allowed me to create space to pause and reflect. And it's also enabled me to explore my curiosities, pursue my goals, and turn outwards. And I want to say a big thank you to all of you who submitted a story. Your words highlight some of the greatest benefits that come with living with less, including personal growth and great meaning and fulfillment. Whether you are already living a minimalist lifestyle or new to the simpler way of life, this episode is for you. By sharing your stories, we hope to keep you inspired and informed about all the great rewards that come with living with less. So the first submission today is from one of our listeners named Kim. Recently, my husband and I had the privilege of inheriting my grandmother's lake bungalow. Although it's small, it's our dream home, and we are slowly renovating it from its 1980s glory. However, along with the home, we inherited everything my grandmother owned, everything from her magical, adventurous 96 years, and it was a lot. Using a minimalist approach and paring down her belongings, we are only keeping those with true sentimental value or things appropriate for our vision for the home. We do not feel anxiety about donating or finding another home or purpose for her things. We even found a purpose for her massive book collection and Christmas decorations. Purging two households is challenging, but using tools learned through the minimalist lifestyle, we are truly honoring my grandmother's legacy of caring for the home she built by herself as a widow and remembering to embrace the lake life with friends and family. Uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing, Kim, and what a beautiful story. Congratulations on the space and for working through your grandmother's things. That is not easy. It's also admirable that you chose to only keep the items that brought true sentimental value, as well as things that you love and enjoy that add to the style of your new home. Sometimes we get stuck to the idea that by keeping a loved one's things, they are still here with us, but really they are in our memories, not our things, as the minimalist would say. And that being said, I, I, I do find, however, that it is helpful to keep a few items that spark memories. And so I'm glad to hear that you've done that. And it seems like you've done that very well. And if you're open to it, Lauren and I would love to see pics of your place. So when you're done, we would love to check it out. You can send us a DM or email us. So the next submission is from our listener named Nancy. Thank you both for sharing your stories and talking about how minimalism touches everything in your lives. The minimalist mindset helped me this year come to peace with the decision to not try for a third child. I turned 38 this year and we have two amazing kids already, ages seven and nine. When I thought about the volunteer and advocacy work I do outside of my full-time job, the two-bedroom, 2.5 bath condo we live in downtown, and how we would have to give up our neat lifestyle for a likely much more chaotic and more expensive one, I realized 
realize that we live very full lives already. I'm so thankful for what we have right now, where we are right now, location-wise and financially. And once I started focusing on what I have instead of what I lack, it all made sense. I can finally let go of this fantasy idea that I had of our family, and I can embrace the new phase of life I'm in. Thank you both. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I love how this lifestyle has inspired you to step back, take a pause and reflect on both your lifestyle needs and your desires and how you've come to a confident decision. I'm really happy to hear that. You know, arguably, I think that we all sometimes want certain things or some lifestyle achievements, but some of us rarely question if it makes sense for the lifestyle that we actually want to live. Your story also resonates with me personally as I'm currently working through my own family goals. I have always wanted children, but as of late, I've been reflecting and working through if it makes sense for the lifestyle that I want and that I'm currently living, keeping in mind the financial costs involved and other factors. And I, you know, I have to say I'm excited for you because you've made an intentional decision and now you can focus on your two amazing kids and your husband and perhaps have more time and space for you. So the next submission is from a listener named Holly. Hi, Kelly and Lauren. I'm 58 and here to represent Generation X. I wish minimalism was popular back a few decades ago because then I would have never over-acquired stuff. I've never liked having excess or buying unnecessary things, but by the time I was in my mid-30s, I started feeling the pressure to fit in with my friends who were all married and having kids by 30 and buying endless things for their homes and their families. So I started buying things that have a beautifully decorated home in order to fit in. And I have to say that living this way for so long now, the habits of excess become more steeply ingrained and you end up with a higher volume of things too. Plus, I think that when we're older, it's harder for us, a lot of us, to get rid of our possessions. So I'm trying. And much like you, Kelly, I have way too much digital clutter yet to do. It's a process, but I am slowly working my way to becoming a minimalist. I'd say I'm about halfway there with my physical possessions, although it's getting harder and the process of decluttering is slowing down. You know, here's an idea for a podcast episode, how to push through and finish the purge when you get stuck. Also, my dream would be to get down to one pen, Lauren. Okay, maybe three or four. (laughs) You both are very inspiring and your podcast is the one that truly helps motivate me. Thank you for sharing your beautiful friendship, your kindness, and your journeys. Oh, well, thank you so much, Holly. We really appreciate your perspective on how your generation specifically felt and maybe continues to feel the social pressure to accumulate things and how you're now learning to let go of it all. I also find it interesting that you never liked having excess stuff or buying things. I'd say that it just goes to show that you are now listening to your inner voice and letting go of the noise around you. And also congratulations on working through your physical clutter. And I like the idea of Lauren and I discussing how to push through when you've reached a stagnant point in the purging process. Now, off the bat, one point I can share now is to break down your decluttering goals into smaller tasks. I recommend focusing on one area or item you want to declutter and breaking it down into tiny stages that you don't feel too overwhelmed. And thank you so much for your kind words. We are so happy to hear that we help keep you motivated. And it's funny that you say you want to get down to one pen like Lauren. Lauren is amazing. Yes, she only has one pen. And I think she even waits till the ink is gone before she gets a new one. And uh, yeah, I'd love to get there one day, but I definitely have three or four. (laughs) The next submission is from our listener named Kelly. 
Lauren and Kelly, I can't express enough how much I've enjoyed your podcast over the past few years. Thank you for all the advice, wisdom, and laughs. I'm 35 years old and I live in Denver, Colorado. I can relate to the both of you. I never liked clutter like Lauren when I was growing up, but I adopted a minimalist lifestyle in the past few years like Kelly. Minimalism has given me so much freedom, happiness, and flexibility in my life. While my home and closet are pretty sparse, it's digital minimalism that I'm most proud of. I stick to a few social platforms that add value to my life, including LinkedIn, Goodreads, and Strava, and I am diligent about decluttering my photos, files, and emails. It has made a significant difference for me. The free time and reduced screen time have allowed me to focus on more passions and purpose in my life. While I'm still figuring it all out, aren't we all? Haha. <laughs> I can say I'm overall more satisfied with my life and have a more secure sense of self since starting minimalism. I've been incredibly flattered by my friends' comments about how clean, tidy, or homey my home is. The absolute best feeling is when they send me photos of their spaces being decluttered completely unprompt. While they used to make fun of me for having half of my cabinets and drawers empty, they are now aspiring to do the same. However, I want to share one story with you that made me realize how much this lifestyle has changed me. I went on a girl's trip to Scottsdale, Arizona earlier this year, enjoying pool time and hiking. One afternoon, the girls wanted to go shopping for nothing in particular. While it wouldn't have been my first choice for an activity, I enjoy any time I can spend with my close friends and I don't mind window shopping from time to time. However, every single girl was shopping around making impulse purchases throughout the day and I was the only one who didn't buy a single item. I was extremely aware that I didn't need or want anything and it brought me a lot of peace. This might not have been the case several years ago when I might have felt obligated or pressured to buy something just for the sake of it. It was that aha moment that made me realize that this lifestyle is here to stay for me and just how much I have changed in a few short years. Thank you again for all that you're doing. You're truly changing lives. And I always look forward to listening to your podcast. Ah, well, thank you so much, Kelly. Nice name, by the way. This is such a great example of how adopting a less is more mindset can help us better understand our needs so that we can make better buying decisions and avoid impulse buys. And I have to say that I can only imagine that you felt a sense of relief after that shopping experience with your friends. I'm actually curious if you also rubbed off on any of them during that experience. And when you mentioned that your that friends of yours are sending pictures of their decluttered spaces because your simple and organized space inspired them, it just goes to show that you're leading by example and making a positive impact in your friends' lives. Also, it's great to hear that you have become more intentional about the social media apps that you are using and limiting yourself to. And I also love that you have a system for managing digital clutter so that you can stay on top of it. Oh, I built my own system today and I'm working through it every single day and it's great, you know, baby steps, but I'm excited for the day that I get to where I want to be. I'm currently taking around 10 to 20 minutes a day to clutter my phone. And eventually with all these tiny increments each day, I'll be able to make an impact over time. The next submission is from our listener named Steph. Hi, I'm Steph from the Philippines. I've been a listener of your podcast since 2022. Thank you for sharing your wisdom on minimalism. It has helped me simplify my life, control my impulse spending, and work on my investments the past two years. I'm looking forward to being a better person this 2024 with minimalism and your podcast. Thank you, and please keep on making more. Well, thank you for your kind words, Steph. It's really great to hear that this lifestyle has helped you become more mindful when it comes to managing your finances. 
What I love most about this lifestyle is that it really challenges us to reflect on our lifestyle needs and goals. And when we know those two things, it becomes easier for us to avoid making impulse buys or buying things that we don't need because we understand what we own. So for example, when you have an idea of what you own in your wardrobe, like you know what clothes you have, you won't feel the need to buy you know, that shirt or that shoe on sale because you know, I have enough. Or when you understand your nutrition goals, if you have some goals, you'll be less likely or less inclined to buy sugary temptations in the grocery store checkout line. There's a, they're always at checkout. <laughs> and as you may know, Lauren and I each keep needs and wants lists, and we often come back to our wants list, never actually buying any of those items. And as a quick tip, I actually bookmark my wants and needs in my Google Chrome browser. So if you ever think of something that you want to buy in the future, but you're not 100% sure, give it 30 hours or a few days and then come back to it and see if you actually really want it. A lot of the things that I bookmark, I just leave there for many, many days. And then I end up just removing the majority of my bookmarks because <laughs> I don't end up wanting them. So it's great. The next submission is from our listener named Emily. Hello, ladies. For me, minimalism has helped me with anxiety and my spending habits. I have slowly but surely been on a minimalism journey for eight years that started when I was 27 when I moved into a 400-square-foot apartment. I had brought far too much with me, and I felt overwhelmed and stressed when I would walk in the door. In both large and small ways, I have since curated my belongings to only those that I either cherish or those that have a particular purpose. I now live in a 1,600 square foot townhouse and everything was very intentionally picked out. Even though I have a bunch of plates and towels, I use everything, whether it's day-to-day -day or for a get-together. I've been on a decluttering kick since I moved in and some items just don't work. Minimalism has also inspired me to do a low buy year and has motivated me to use up all of my products in my bathroom before purchasing more. Keep up the great work. Ah, this is so good. Okay. So first off, congrats on purging your items down and being more intentional about the items that you bring into your larger space. You mentioned that you have a bunch of extra plates and towels, but that you use them all, which is a good reminder that we can own several of certain items if we use them or if they bring value to us. And I'm actually the same way with towels and bed sheets. I also love the idea of a low buy year. And I'm so curious about how you will keep yourself accountable here. Back in 2020, I challenged myself to only purchase two clothing items and I was able to do that, which made me realize that I don't need to buy a lot of clothing. And I predict that this challenge of a low buy year will help you decipher between your true needs and your wants, which will help you make better buying decisions now and into the future. So the next submission is from our listener named Lana. My journey to minimalism started when I saw one of my favorite beaches in Bali covered in trash in November, 2022. I was horrified seeing this beach this way. And so in 2023, I decided that I was going to do more about creating less rubbish on my frequent visits to Bali. I love traveling, but I wanted to become a more conscious traveler, making memories and only leaving footprints in the places I visited. I also started to do a low buy year, which included not buying things unless the things I had already had deteriorated, not buying any books, only Kindle books, no new sneakers, and to utilize environmental swaps rather than buying things brand new. 
I listened to a lot of podcasts on minimalism and somehow stumbled across you ladies while I was trying to find out more about bullet journaling. I binge listened to all your podcasts and I have since learned how much more there is to minimalism than just having fewer physical things. I did complete the minimalist 30 day minimalism game in September and I got rid of about 450 things. Wow. Congrats. And I begun to use a combination of Courtney Carver's Project 333 and Lauren's Outfit Wardrobe Methods. I buy from thrift stores when I need new wardrobe items, and I've started buying from B Corps or ethical corporations now if I have to buy brand new. Plus, I also now use my phone to phone people, and I recently found the time to apply and get a new job after 18 years in my previous role. This Christmas, I managed to successfully ask my family for the things I wanted or needed rather than receive an abundance of random trinkets. I got gifted experiences and necessities like underwear from Bootywear, and I also bought my family the things they needed and experiences rather than things. I've noticed that without having to use the word minimalism or explain myself to my family, they have noticed my behavior and have started decluttering their own things. I'm excited for what my second year of the minimalism journey will bring. I have just enrolled in a drawing course, which I now have time for, and I hope to do this course with my sons that we can spend time together doing something fun. Keep up the great work. I really look forward to listening each week. Yes, I'm 42 and from Perth, Australia. So nice. Thank you so much, Lana. There is a lot here to talk about. Firstly, you mentioned the trash in Bali. I, I highly recommend listening to our past episode with author and zero waste lifestyle advocate, Tara McKenna. It's episode 132 titled Don't Be Trashy. She actually talks about her own visit to Bali and how seeing all the garbage and plastics in the ocean there also devastated her. And it actually motivated her to now make it her mission to help others adopt a low or zero waste lifestyle. You also mentioned the minimalist 30 day challenge. And for context for our listeners who aren't familiar with it, uh, it's a challenge where you remove one item from your life the first day of the month, two items from the second day, five items from the fifth day, and so on. And so Lana, congrats on purging over 450 things over the 30 days. And of course, these things could include even just a small paperclip. So everything is included in that. But yeah, it's an incredible challenge. And I've done it before myself. And it's super, super rewarding. It's amazing how much you can get rid of in 30 days. Also, I love that you let your family know in advance that you only need certain items and that you are a more intentional giver over the holiday season. You know, you gave your family members the things that they actually need and experiences that they could enjoy instead of giving them stuff that would accumulate their homes. And it's also great to hear that you're leading by example and inspiring your family to start decluttering their own things. It's awesome. Really, really great to hear. The next submission is from Tatiana. Hi, Kelly and Lauren. I went through a purge about five years ago to get rid of things that I would buy to self-soothe through shopping and only kept stuff that I love. I also stopped buying fast fashion clothing. Now I live like a maximalist with items I love like plants and small items from places I travel, but clothing, kitchen items, and other unnecessary items I donated away and invested into keeping the main items I use. It's crazy how little we need to survive and thrive, yet society always pushes us to buy more. My ethos of items I own is simple. Have quality items that last a long time and keep everything else to a minimum. I would love to chat more. Well, we would love to chat more too. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. We're contemplating running future episodes where we have two to three listeners call in and ask minimalist lifestyle questions. 
or share more about their personal experiences and tips that they can share with us and, and you as well. And also a big congratulations to you for purging five years ago and for being able to keep your space intentional. I like that you pointed out that you are a maximalist in areas as well. As we like to say, if you love or use certain things, you can have more of them. For example, for you, you might, you love plants and perhaps someone else is an artist. So they have a lot of paints and brushes because it's useful to them. I also love that you focus on owning less and keeping higher quality pieces that will last. And you're right. Once you start living with less, your needs reduce. It's so true. We don't need that much stuff. And one of my favorite sayings that Lauren and I came up with is, buy less, use less, need less. We posted this on our social media a couple of years ago, and it just received so much engagement. And in other words, this means when you buy less stuff, you will end up using less stuff and eventually you will learn to need less stuff. So again, buy less, use less, need less. And on that note, I highly recommend checking out my past episode with New York Times bestselling author, Greg McEwen. He wrote the books Essentialism and Effortless. And in his works, he motivates you to focus on what's most important and, and helps you build the behaviors and habits to help you eliminate the rest. And it's episode 85, Pursue What's Essential, and episode 106 called Make Your Life Effortless. Now, the next submission is from our listener, Margo. 2023 was by far the most challenging year for me. After a decade of hospital visits, treatments, and surgeries, I lost my sister to metastatic breast cancer. She was only 40. Her last year was rough, and we knew she was living on borrowed time. She used some of that time to really declutter and get rid of a ton of her belongings. She did not want her loved ones to be burdened with her stuff after she was gone. After she passed, I brought some of her things home with me, and I knew I needed to get rid of some of my belongings to make room for some special pieces she left. After that time, I also stumbled across the Minimalist Instagram, which led me to their podcast, and then to you, lovely ladies. I was instantly hooked and burned through all your episodes in just two weeks. Since listening to you, my partner and I have done several rounds of decluttering, and I've really developed amazing new habits, including a healthier lifestyle with a focus on experiences over things. Something I need to highlight is that letting go of physical things has really helped me grieve. This holiday season, I realized that one of the greatest gifts I got last year was my sister not leaving a ton of things for us to go through. Now, one of my life goals is to do the same. I want to make sure that when I leave this life, I do not leave the burden of my belongings for my loved ones to take on. Thank you for being so inspiring. I'm currently on my way to Asia for a three-week trip with just a small carry-on. Hashtag minimalism changes lives. Wow. Thank you so much, Margo. And I'm so sorry for the loss of your sister. It is beautiful that she, in a sense, really inspired you to start decluttering your life. And I also like the, how you mentioned the process of decluttering your things has helped you grieve. For me, whenever I declutter, I also find it quite therapeutic. I find that if I'm feeling low, I'll just start decluttering and it'll make me feel better, which is interesting. And of course, as you know, once you let go of a bunch of things, you just feel lighter and just super rewarded. It's also great to hear that you're now mindful about your possessions that you don't burden your loved ones one day, thanks to your sister's influence. And people leaving their loved ones with excess things is a big problem today. And I'm hopeful that we can come together one day and create a movement for change. And I want to thank you again for being so open with us. The next story is from our listener named Leah. 
Dear Lauren, dear Kelly, I recently discovered your amazing podcast and was truly thrilled. My journey into decluttering began in 2013, and ever since, I've diligently consumed every video and document on minimalism, as well as listened to every podcast. So I thought, it turns out I had missed yours. I was delighted to stumble upon your inspirational content on minimalism. My minimalist journey started a decade ago after returning from living abroad. I lived for about a year in a place where it wasn't common to consume whatever you wanted because there was no money for it. For a significant part of the day, there wasn't even water coming out of the sink or electricity. It completely changed my consumption behavior. Since then, my life has changed. I embrace a minimalist lifestyle. I've lived abroad multiple times with just a backpack. I've learned about sustainability and the detrimental impact of fats fashion, and I've transitioned to a vegetarian diet. At some point, however, unfortunately, I placed very unhealthy restrictions on myself due to the guilt of feeling in such a consumer-focused society. It was challenging witnessing others struggling to survive while we contribute to the planet's issues with our buying habits. I struggled with mental health issues like anxiety, and decluttering became and still is my way of feeling better. These days, though, I'm working on finding a balance, not being too hard on myself when I buy something, but still only choosing things that genuinely bring me joy. I love minimalism for its flexibility, consciousness, and the feeling of freedom it brings. After a decade, I'm still figuring out how to let it go, but it's getting easier every year. I feel like I might hit a point soon where I can say, I'm done for now. I love to hear your take on this. I know minimalism is an ongoing process because stuff keeps coming in, but I do think there's a sort of finish line at some point where you have to just watch what comes in. And minimalist thought leader Joshua Becker has an episode about this topic and she shares the link, which I will include in the show notes. The other day, I realized that none of my friends are minimalists. I used to think I had some, but it turns out it's probably just the great minimalist content creators I follow. If you ever find yourself in Berlin, let's connect. I'd love that. Maybe there's an online event happening soon again, question mark. Thank you for your great work. Love from Germany, Leah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your story. It is super interesting. It makes me think if only all of us in the West could be reminded about how much we have. I believe that one of the reasons why many of us buy things we don't need is because we fall into the trap of focusing on what we lack more than what we have due you know, to various factors, including the media and other social pressures. And One of my favorite quotes that I always refer to is by Greg McEwen, who I mentioned earlier. He says that if you focus on what you lack, you lose what you have. And if you focus on what you have, you gain what you lack. It's one of my favorite quotes. And it's something that I have to continually remind myself as well to find a sense of gratitude in my everyday. Also, I appreciate your great level of empathy, but I also understand that it causes you feelings of guilt and unhealthy restrictions. And to help you manage this guilt, I suggest continuing to be more mindful about the new things that you bring into your life and by reminding yourself that you are doing your part by donating or selling the things that you no longer need or want. You know, that is a form of giving and you can receive a helper's high in turn from doing that. And so just remind yourself, you are doing your part. You're doing as much as you can. And to also respond to your question about another online webinar event, yes, we will definitely host another one over Zoom this spring for us to connect with you and your fellow listeners to talk all things minimalism and share our experiences and lifestyle tips. So stay tuned for updates. And as mentioned earlier, I will include Joshua Becker's video that you mentioned in the show notes. 
Our next submission is from an anonymous listener. I've been a fan of the podcast for a while. You both are amazing and have such amazing guests. And I consider myself a pseudo minimalist since moving out of my parents' house in high school with just what I could fit in my Hyundai Sonata. Since then, I've moved across the country and back. Again, only being able to keep what I could fit in my car. I bought a condo about five years ago and my fiance having moved in a year ago, that was the first time I faced the challenge of having to really cut down my clothing that I had accumulated in all of my time not moving because I had to give him space for his. I cleared out ample room for his clothing and just kept the bedroom closet to myself. He got the entire dresser, storage bins under his side of the bed, the hall closet equipped with a hanging rod and drawers, and I even gave him his own cabinet for his snacks in the kitchen. My bedroom closet has a small set of drawers for undergarments, and I have some storage under my side of the bed too. And to get to there, I had a Marie Kondo consultant help me with my initial clothing purge two months before he moved in on my birthday. And now it's an annual birthday gift to myself, having just done another session focused on where I spend most of my time, my work area in my bedroom. Becoming more of a minimalist has made so much more room for joy in my life and love too. Now having my love live with me. I never thought we'd be comfortable living together in this one bedroom, one bath condo in the city for over a year, but here we are. We still hope to find a bigger home as we hope to grow our family after our upcoming wedding, but I'll never have a drunk drawer or a garage full of who knows what, like in my childhood home. One of my favorite things is knowing everything has a home. There's a Bright Eyes song lyric that says, because everything, it must belong somewhere. And I like playing it when I'm tidying up because everything in our home has a home and it feels nice to see everything in its place. Ultimately, minimalism is the foundation for my success and happiness in life. Also, James Clear's Atomic Habits taught me how much routine and habits plays into this too, because I use minimalism to design my environment to encourage healthy habits. Happy and healthy 2024 to all, and I can't wait for the next episode. Well, thank you so much. This is such a great story. And I commend you for initially moving out of your parents' home with only a few items that fit into your car, for also taking the initiative to hire a Marie Kondo consultant to help you purge excess items before your boyfriend moved in. And I love how you detailed the areas of your home that you made room for his things. And I'm glad that you mentioned the importance of adopting healthy habits and routines to help you maintain your minimalist lifestyle. That is what it's all about. It's all habit focused. And as you mentioned, living with less is a gateway to a more successful and happier life. And our next and final story is from our listener, Annie. Hi, Kelly and Lauren. I've been listening to the Millennial Minimalist podcast for several years now. When I first started, I was gearing up for a move to my in-laws while having a house built. I listened to your podcast every night after the kids went to bed as I cleaned out things that no longer served my family. By the time we moved our furniture and household items to storage, we had significantly less stuff to store, therefore less money towards storage. Now we are living in our new home and we continue to strive for less. I have found that constantly going through closets, drawers, and other areas makes me conscious about all the things I thought I needed and helps me say no to myself when I want to buy a new item. As you say, this is a lifestyle and I love to listen to the podcast for inspiration as I continue my journey. Thanks for all you do, Annie. 
Well, thank you so much for listening in, Annie. Your story really painted a picture in my mind, specifically seeing you listen to us while you're letting go of items and cleaning and working through your excess things. So nice to hear that. I love it when people say, oh, you know, I was listening to you while I was going for a walk or listening to you while I was doing this. And it just makes me so happy. And it is so important. You mentioned it's so important that we declutter our things, especially before our move. This way you can move in with only the things that make sense for your lifestyle and start fresh in ways. And I'm sure it felt like a weight had been lifted off of you once you moved in and because you did all that work ahead of time. And I like that you pointed out how we also save money by storing less stuff. I always say, beware of storing items that you don't need. Anyways, I love that this experience made you even more conscious about the items in your home. It's pretty admirable. And thank you all for listening to this solo episode. I've done this once before, and it was so fun for me to do, to share your stories. And I hope that these stories really keep you motivated and inspired to maybe declutter specific areas in your, in your life. Hopefully some of these stories were very relatable. I find that sharing stories just really inspires me as, as a reader also as just a podcaster in the space, just to learn more about your struggles and your triumphs and how this lifestyle has improved your life just really keeps me inspired. And it and, and makes me really interested in, in, in learning more. And, and it inspires new topics that we can explore. And again, we might have another webinar soon where we get all of our listeners together over Zoom. We did it once before and Lauren and I can't say enough about how awesome that experience was. So we'll definitely do it again. Thank you for listening. We hope that you feel inspired by your fellow listeners' minimalist lifestyle stories and feel more informed about all the rewards that come with living with less. And I want to say a big thank you again to all of you who wrote to us. Your messages are so powerful and your stories help us spread the word about this conscious movement. And they also really help us keep motivated. Your words also help us show how a minimalist lifestyle is more than about letting go of and managing the excess in our lives. It's also about being intentional with the time back that we gain once we remove the clutter. And if you enjoyed this episode and you may know someone who can benefit from learning more about the minimalist lifestyle, please share this episode with them. And as always, you can learn more about Lauren and I on our website at mastersimplicity.com, where you can find links to our closet decluttering e-guide and Lauren's brand new closet course to help you simplify your closet for good. And lastly, I want to thank those of you who have taken a moment to write us a kind five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love hearing from you and learning more about how this podcast has helped you grow. And your words really help our podcast move forward and inspire us to continue on this journey with you. So thanks again for listening and I will speak with you soon. Bye-bye.